Homeschooling is an epic investment of your time, energy, and on days, your sanity. Our goal is to come alongside you with weekly encouragement and practical help so you can homeschool boldly. Hello again. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Homeschool Boldly podcast brought to you by Homeschooling Today magazine the magazine that makes you feel good, not guilty. I hope you're having a wonderful start to your week. You're really in for a treat today as our favorite Texan, Miss Kay Chance, will be introducing herself and beginning a new monthly segment to the podcast that focuses on natural learning methods. What does it mean to learn developmentally? Today, you'll get to hear about this educational perspective from Homeschooling Today's co-executive editor, our natural learning home columnist, and my good friend, Kay Chance. When we decided to homeschool, I began reading everything I could find on home education, and every book had the way to homeschool. I chose something that promised a rigorous education, one that was proven to be successful. But why was I drawn to a rigorous education for my five-year-old son. Like most moms, I wanted the best for my kids. I wanted to prepare them for whatever God had planned for them. From the beginning, I assumed that meant getting into college someday. And maybe I wanted to make sure I was successful at this homeschooling thing. So I followed the author's plan. But apparently my son hadn't read the book. It wasn't too long before I realized he was already beginning to view school as something he had to do. I wanted him to love learning, but that was quickly slipping away, and I wanted to enjoy my son. But I found myself becoming increasingly impatient and irritable when he didn't progress quickly enough, whatever that was supposed to be. I needed a better plan, so I went back to the books, and that's when it clicked for me. As I explored the works of Charlotte Mason and Dr. Ruth Beechick, I thought, this just makes sense. From that time on, I've been discovering more and more about natural learning, or as I like to call it, the way kids are made to learn. It's amazing to look back and see how God directs our steps. The change I made then on our educational approach impacted our homeschool for the better, but it also led me on a journey I never expected as well. I'll make the proverbial long story short, but through a series of events, I ended up writing a middle school extension for Debbie Strayer's Trail Guide to Learning series. What an incredible mentor she was. I loved working at conventions with her and hearing her heart and love for homeschool families. And that relationship eventually led to me working with her daughter, Ashley, as the co-executive editor of Homeschooling Today. Since my kids have graduated high school and went on to college even without that rigorous education, I've had even more time to devote to sharing what it means to learn naturally, and I believe that's an incredible gift in my life. So, what is natural learning? I like to think of it this way. We walk alongside our children and watch them for clues as we cultivate their love of learning. Natural learning is based on developmental learning and influenced by the philosophy and methods of Charlotte Mason and Dr. Ruth Beechick. Let's look at that first part today, though, developmentally-based learning. 
Basically, we wanted to ask the question, what do we know about children through observation and research? Children love to have fun through play. Psychologist Jean Piaget said, play is the work of childhood. I love how Mr. Rogers expands on that idea. Play is often talked about as if it were a relief from serious learning. But for children, play is serious learning. Educationally, we often rush past this stage to do what we consider real learning. But real learning isn't worksheets and textbooks. And this innate desire to play isn't just a toddler and preschooler thing. We never stop learning through play. Joy is always more conducive to learning than boredom. Children are also born with a sense of wonder and curiosity. Once they learn to talk, it seems the biggest percentage of their words come out as questions. That wonder and curiosity doesn't end just because they've reached school age, especially when it's nurtured and encouraged. It works right along with the fact that kids also love to explore and are incredibly observant. That's one of the reasons nature study makes a wonderful foundation for later science studies. Framing learning as an adventure to go on together instead of something they have to do while both your children and you enjoy the journey so much more. Children move from the concrete to the abstract and from the known to the unknown. These characteristics don't fit in a neat little box defined by age either. Since each child is a unique individual, they'll move through these thinking stages at different paces. It may even differ for each child as they study different subjects or when they learn about different topics. Generally, though, we know that kids need to start with the concrete and the known before they can grasp the abstract and the unknown. That's one of the reasons studying the community they live in can be so helpful before diving into the history of the world. They can actually see and go to the places they learn about. They can visit the fire station and talk to the firemen. They can learn about food and go to a farm or a farmer's market or a grocery store. They can learn from experience, which brings us to the fact that Everyone has learning styles or preferences. Some people learn best by hearing, some by seeing, and some by doing. We call this auditory, visual, or kinesthetic learning. All children can learn in these different ways, but usually prefer one over the others. Recognizing your children's preferences can help, especially when they seem to be struggling. When my son couldn't seem to memorize vocabulary for a biology class he took at a co-op, we realized he needed to repeat the words and definitions out loud multiple times with me before he remembered them. Knowing your children's learning styles will help you adapt the curriculum to teach your unique kids. But all kids will learn best when they're taught topics or subjects in a way that includes multiple learning styles. When they see, hear, and do, they'll understand better and remember what they learn. The more senses they can evolve, the better too. Sure, they can read about an apple. But what if they read about it, then head to a local farm to pick apples, or at least the grocery store to see all the different kinds and choose some to try? Then they bring their apples home and eat one and sample the different kinds. Next, you may even make an apple pie together. Which way will they truly learn about apples? And then you may just want to read a story about Johnny Appleseed because story is the language of childhood. Children connect to story in a way that's magical. Will you tell me a story? Can we read the book again? Just one more book and I'll go to sleep. 
Anyone who's been around a preschooler knows that from a very young age, kids are drawn to stories and maybe a later bedtime too. Stories make learning more interesting, real, and relatable. I love this quote from Dr. Ruth Beechick. When you read a book, you are in a mind-to-mind encounter with its author, whether he lived a thousand years ago or lives today. This is the wonder of real books, all kinds of books, not only the serious and factual. Your mind grows through these encounters. I'm looking forward to digging more deeply into this topic with you. We'll look at practical ways to implement what we know about how kids learn. We'll explore how Jesus, the perfect teacher, taught his disciples. And we'll look at tools like Bloom's Taxonomy to help equip you to teach your kids naturally. Thanks for joining me today. This podcast is brought to you by Homeschooling Today magazine. Homeschooling Today is a quarterly magazine created by real people with a passion for honesty and encouragement. You won't find articles telling you everything you're not doing. Instead, you'll find homeschooling parents who have walked where you are or are currently on the path and want to help you succeed. We want to invite you to subscribe today and join the growing movement of parents who are setting aside comparisons, taking control of their children's education, choosing courage over fear, letting God lead, and homeschooling boldly. Visit homeschoolingtoday.com to learn more.